Good day and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson and I have two amazing entrepreneurs with me today and they're gonna tell you all about themselves and how they got to this journey of being a powerful woman with a voice. So we're gonna start off with Victoria. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning. I really like what you say there, a woman with a voice. So often we find that we're silencing ourselves. So here we are today, a woman with a voice. So my name is Victoria Johnson and I do a few different things in business and they've just evolved naturally. And one of the things that I do is I'm the teacher trainer for Heal Your Life programs here in Canada. So I train people to become workshop teachers and life coaches based on the philosophy of Louise Hay. And that is something that I got involved with um, many, many years ago when her book, You Can Heal Your Life, first came out. And I found that it really resonated with me. It was a nice balance between believing in self and the spiritual world. And so I really connected and, and was able to go forward using the basis of affirmations and visualization and so on uh, in my life. So when I got the opportunity in 2012 to go down to San Diego to train to become a teacher myself, I went ahead and did that. And then back in 2016, they made me the teacher trainer for Canada. So I am thrilled to be training other people now and really just sharing the message of loving ourselves and anything is possible. So often in society, we're taught that uh, it's not okay to really be boastful about how much we love ourselves or that we're doing something great or that we're proud of our accomplishments. And I really want to help people connect with what is on the inside and, and feel free and confident to bring that forward. Uh, some of the other things I do is I'm a business coach. Um, I specialize in small business um, or spirit-based businesses where people are just trying to get on their path and need a little bit of guidance. I also own a couple of franchises and those have been amazing and taught me a lot more about just learning to accept what is in front of us and saying yes when opportunity presents itself. So that again is something that I coach women through. I want to ask you, you said you use the word boastful. Can you elaborate? Because I know I can comment, but I would love to hear your perception of that word and how society perceives that word and what us female coaches are trying to teach women about that word and its relation to confidence. You know, it's a really interesting word, boastful, because so often we put a negative connotation to it. One thing that I work with with people is when they get a compliment, not only to accept that compliment um, and to say thank you, but to really in their mind add in, I know. And so often in society, you know, if, if you came up to me and said, hey, Victoria, you're doing a great job with your business. You're helping so many people. You know, we would often be like, well, you know, I'm doing my best and I'd like for my business to be bigger and so on. But instead, what if we just said, thanks, I know, it's amazing. And just really stayed in that vibration and that energy. I think that women often, you know, have a hard time owning, you know, our victories, owning our success, owning our joy, owning who we are. We're constantly comparing ourselves 
we're constantly thinking that we're not good enough. And so when you, when you said that, it just struck gold with me because I'm finally getting to that place in my life. And for most of the women that are on here, that's what I want them to talk about is, is how we as women are often insecure and, and afraid to own or boast on our accomplishments or our passions because we are often taught to dummy down or to not be confident. You know, it's, it's perceived as egotistical if we, you know, talk about our looks or our accomplishments. And I often really try to get people to understand that as a female in business, our image is our brand. And that's what we're teaching our daughters not to do is to not see yourselves as what you are or what, how people perceive you. But it's hard for us because we have to, you know, we have to wear that. We have to own that and we have to project, project what we want the world to see. So as an entrepreneur, we're stuck in that middle zone. And when you say boast, I didn't take it as negative, but I know that most people do. But I understood what you meant by the need to be able to boast, to know how to do it properly, which means basically to project greatness and to project what you want people to get from you for themselves. So I get it from you. So I don't know if people you know, don't understand the importance of coaching and why they would need that. Can you tell them why they would need somebody else to teach them what that means? Well, sometimes, you know, it's just having somebody else who is maybe a few steps farther along in their journey to um, guide you through, but also to have that outside person looking in. And when we go back to talking about the um, boastful thing, it kind of leads us into acting as if as well. And what I love is that we can apply this to every part of our life, whether it is our personal relationships, our health, our business, um, really stepping into that power. I'm reminded of a few years ago, my mother had cancer and she had been sick for quite a while. And she was going to church one Sunday and she got all dressed up and she put on a wig and everything. And I said, mom, people are going to be telling you how wonderful you look. What are you going to say? And her response was, well, I have no hair and so on. And I'm like, mom, your response is thanks. I know. And so she did it and she would giggle afterwards, right? But she left that day feeling so much more super confident and really believing, thanks, I know. So again, applying that to all different areas of your life and just having that one person with you to be your cheerleader, to be your supporter, to open the doors for you um, and really understand what it is you're going through and to know that somebody always has your back. And for me, that's been the real importance of having a coach. I personally have a coach and also coaching the people that I work with and my team. Victoria, I found it um, interesting for you to mention boastful and owning things and stepping into, you know, helping ladies to step into um, and own things. Um, I was just thinking of that word boast and Anika, you mentioned it as well and owning. Um, I think, you know something, it's funny. I think part of that is a cultural thing because here boasting is picked up very quickly. And in fact, when it's not even meant. So what I'm thinking is it's wonderful to say, yes, I know. But I often like to qualify that with, or help teach women to qualify it with, I know. 
I have had a wonderful opportunity to learn something or, uh, you know, to, to qualify, do you know what I'm saying? And I think that is also help, very helpful to people we speak to because they can understand that this isn't just a boast, but it's, it's almost teaching people. It's, it's being thankful for what I've received or what I've learned, and you can do this too. And if you found that, do you teach a woman to, to do that as well? To, you know, so if you told me, yes, I'm very grateful, that's, or yes, if you said to me, yes, I know, would you say back to me, what, have you found this yourself? Or you know, something that's, that says to me, what am I confident in? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what I find is that uh, when you're taking it that step further, like what you said, adding in that affirmation, I've had a wonderful opportunity and I was able to, to take advantage of it or life has been so good to me or I am so blessed. Um, you're adding in that affirmation and really reinforcing it. And for our listeners, um, let me just qualify that when I'm saying thanks, I know, I'm not flipping my hair back and being arrogant. Yeah. I am celebrating the mm. opportunity. Yes, I like that. Celebrating almost. I know it's. Yes. It's yes, and you're happy and you're confident, and that's wonderful. And that's the kind of role models we need to be because often women are just taught to withdraw and be quiet and, yeah. And I think it's so important because most women do not know how to accept a compliment. And for mm -hmm. me, I know I don't, I don't not only know how to accept the compliment, I have a hard time accepting help. So, you know, that's why I started on that comment with her because I want you to dig from that because people are not understanding why they need a coach. People are not understanding why something as small as accepting a compliment or owning you know, owning your adversity, your trauma, your past. Though so that goes with owning your celebrations, you know, celebrating your victories. If you don't own all of it, then you're not gonna propel. And so that's why I, I, I jumped on that because, you know, I had a real hard time with confidence because I never wanted to be arrogant. I felt like if I was proud of myself or took pride in my vanity, that that made me egotistical. And for many years, I, I didn't want to be that person. So I shunned away from it. And I, I often, you know, plain jane myself, you know, or was very, you know, kind of blah, you know. And, and now I, I realize it's okay to shine, you know, even, and we had a stylist on the podcast and she said she puts on lipstick to go buy gum. And she said, if that's what she needs to do, she feels good. And that's the attitude that we all need to have and that we need to teach our daughters. But I also like the fact that Claire mentioned that this is a cultural thing because a lot of times people start off behind the gate with this because in certain cultures, they're taught not to celebrate themselves. But we want mm. women to know that you can have confidence no matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, no matter your spiritual makeup, no matter your genetic makeup, that it is okay to be confident and comfortable in your own skin. And so it all boils down to the same thing, no matter where we are and what we come from. But I totally understand what Claire said, and I would love for you to elaborate, Claire, on the cultural difference because that's what makes this such a necessary field, you know, and I'm saying this because we're all coaches on the call, lit listeners, so that's why I'm emphasizing this because, you know, we have a coach, Victoria's in Canada, and we have Claire in South Africa, and you have me in Alabama, 
But ultimately, as different as we are, this is a problem everywhere. You know, girls and women, we, we fight for our confidence for so long. We lose a lot of time and we face a lot of problems and tragedies that we may not face if we got this lesson a little bit earlier in life. I know for me, if I was a lot more confident in my relationships, if I thought more of myself, I wouldn't have accepted things prior to now. And that's what I want listeners to understand. So Claire. Yeah, we culturally or anyway, we can't just accept, you know, that we are downtrodden, therefore we must be downtrodden. Or, or on the other hand, uh, you know, it's almost understandable that we then get boastful as if I want to claim my right. I want to show you that I'm okay. The hence boastful. But I think if we do everything in grace or with grace, including owning our um, imperfections or owning the trauma that we've been through or that we're in without sounding like we're moaning. So if, if people ask me how I am and, and I have to say, well, today I'm really, really not okay, to, to also qualify that and to do that in a graceful way where I'm not just moaning, but you asked me, hello, <laughs> you asked me and if you're more than just a stranger, I, I will tell you, but I won't moan and I won't complain and I'll put, a, I'll put a good light on it. I'm not great today, but I know I'm going to be better soon or I'm just so glad that I'm this good or because we have so much to be grateful for. Um, with, with me as having been through a chronic illness for so many years and living with those after effects, uh, life is tough, but you know what? I'm better off than so many people. And life is tough for other people for so many reasons. So let's every day, I feel, be grateful for what we've got, grateful for the fact that we're alive, which I am. And we have so much to be thankful for and, and grateful for. So let's be positive, let's be honest, and let's be positive and, and own all of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Can I just jump in here, Claire? I love what you're sharing. And it really ties into what I do with the training program for the Hill Your Life Workshop teachers and coaches, because it is okay to feel what we're feeling. And, you know, whether that is, you know, guilt or anger or shame or, or romantic love or platonic love, joy, whatever that is, it's okay to connect and really feel those feelings. And... Mm. You know, oftentimes, you know, we're nice girls, right? That I've been raised to be a nice girl and nice girls don't always express that. So that is part of what, what I love about the training is really teaching people to get in touch with those feelings. Um, I will tell you, there's a section that we do on releasing anger. It is not my favorite. I don't think it's anybody's favorite because it's really hard for us to jump into. And, um, really a progression of getting there. But once we release that anger, then we can move more into the forgiveness and, and um, really create a new story for ourselves. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, you were talking, or Anika was talking about getting into relationships because of having a lower deserve level. And for me, I just keep repeating those patterns and patterns and patterns until I get that healing and really feel those feelings. So thank you for saying that. Yes, and thank you for, for sharing what you do with your the people you work with. 
um, I feel that when we have something to say, we owe it to the people around us to say it, to speak up, to encourage women, for me to speak up about my story of health and coming to health and why I came into coaching. Because there are so many people that are quiet, that don't know how to speak up about their illness or what they're going through, whether it's a relationship, trauma or anything else. And to, to have the freedom to speak to someone who understands and isn't just going to have a pity party, but is going to then take the opportunities to support them, to help them to find ways to, to conquer life, to live their best life. It's good to speak up. And, and I think that, well, that is why I became a coach. And as I see, it's why you became a coach. People need you. And I, I know people are, are glad to have you in your corner, in their corner, and supporting them and teaching them and being a role model for them too, Victoria. Claire, Claire, can you bring, um, shed some light on what type of coaching you do? Because Claire is the type of coach that I started off as. And to be honest, I gave up because it was extremely hard to reach this population, but it is extremely important and necessary. Mm -hmm. And you're also in a different uh, country, but I want you to tell, uh, we're talking about coaching, but I want you to, to tell the listeners what type of coach you are, because I don't think that's come through and tell them how you got there and, and why, why you became that type of coach, please. Mm, sure. Um, Anika, I am a coach for people living with chronic illness, invisible illness, um, chronic pain, and also people who are going through the pain of a traumatic relationship or a traumatic experience in their life. And I've got to this point because I went through a chronic illness and I now live with a chronic after effects. 12 years ago, I had a very bad virus. They think it was encephalitis. I think you say encephalitis. Um, they're not too sure what it was, but it, I was very ill and I'm very lucky to be alive. And I know that and I, I celebrate that every day. And it took me all of these 12 years to work hard, um, to ignore the doctor's diagnosis that I would never be well. And just to find, find the right cocktail of meds, which I have to take every day to be able to get out of bed. But more than that, I, need, I had the willpower to say, I'm not just going to live a life where I have to stay at home all day, can't drive, can't work, can't look after my family. So I looked for ways to, to heal my body, to on my mindset as well, to try things to be strong and tough to get around positive people and to stay away from those negative people who'd say, aren't you driving yet, you know, or why aren't you better? And those kinds of things like, come on, pull yourself together. And it's been a long journey to get to the point where I'm not normal, but then what is normal? I'm not the way I used to be. Then a lot of things I can't do. <laughs> you got your hand up. <laughs> But I can do things in different ways. I've got a new normal. I found new ways of conquering things. And I always want to do to pass that message forward and to help other people in my situation realize that they don't just have to accept a doctor's opinion. I, I value doctor's opinions, but sometimes they don't know at all. And sometimes we don't have to settle for the sentence they put on us. So that is what I wanted to do. And one day, I was reading about a life coach and how she worked with teenagers, which is also a passion of mine. I love teenagers and young adults and what they're going through. 
and it just clicked that as a life coach, this is, could be my platform for helping other people. And that was actually the first time I'd ever heard of a life coach. And then I, I looked into it and so began my journey to become a life coach. And so now I consider myself a personal life coach as opposed to a business coach. And specifically for people who have been through or are living with chronic pain, visible illness, or going through another traumatic experience where they need to find a way to overcome those obstacles and to live the best life they can, a normal life in their terms as normal, to be grateful for what they've got. And that's why I say I speak up for people who, who are in such a situation. Um, yes, I'm in South Africa, but I work with people all over the world. I have a lovely Facebook group, and I hope some of my people are listening today. Um, I call them my people because I just, I love the ladies in my group. I love them for all that they're going through and all that they're living with and overcoming and that they have families and jobs and so many other responsibilities, but they are making it and they are showing up every single day. So I work with a number of ladies here in South Africa um, through things like fibromyalgia groups and just meeting people and word of mouth and a lot of people from all over the world. I love the fact that I get to interact and help people in New Zealand and Australia and the UK and Canada and the US. And we're all in it together. We all have similar struggles and we're all unique and we're all beautiful and we deserve all the support and the love and the strength. You know, I care about my ladies and I want them to know I'm thinking about them every day. And I'm here for them. I'm really here for them. Uh, that's, can I just bring that up as something different? We say we are here for people. And some, I might say that to you, Anika. Anika, I know you're going through a rough time at the moment, but I'm really here for you. So contact me if you just need a, a shoulder to cry on, if you just need to talk to someone, if you just don't want to be alone. And, and you might think, yeah, thank you, Claire, that's nice. But no. will you really do it? No. Will you really? You know I'm shaking my head because I know that you mean it. Because me yeah. and you have connected before now. And yeah. it's crazy how I had to tell people in my life that I am closer to people in other countries that don't know me than the people mm -hmm. who know me who don't listen. Because That's if you're going through health challenges, you know, it's easy how everybody looks at you and tells you, oh, don't take it that way. Or don't feel like that. Or just do this. Or just do that. And I'll never forget, you told me one time that it is so hard to depend on other people when you want to be able to just do the things that you should know how to do by yourself. And I remember that day, you know, so I'm taking your word on that. Not to mention, I know where your group is and I know how to find you. So Good. we need that. And, and I really want people to understand that there is nothing in this world that you should go through alone anymore. There's just not a reason for it. And no matter what it is, that there's somebody out there. And even me as a coach, you know, I need multiple coaches. You know, I swear I cannot figure out how to turn these notifications off. Listeners, if you know how to turn off notifications, even past do not disturb, please tell me. Um, <laughs> but, but seriously, you know, I'm, I'm very big on creating villages. And I see Victoria said something about that, too. And I, I create villages and I create committees because we are no different than, as I say, you know, when I was a, a drug therapist, AA and NA, they teach that. They teach 
the, the addicts how to create a support system. We're no different. We need that. We need it professionally and we need it personally. And so, you know, when you have anything that's, I would say, extra, such as a health challenge or an addiction or a confidence issue or relationship barriers or professional barriers, you don't know where you want to go in your career or you have dreams, but you don't know how to implement them or execute. That's why you need a coach. You know, it's, it's not a thing anymore where you go in an office and you get a few minutes to talk to somebody and that's it. It's a thing now where you can get somebody to walk with you. And that is the design of a coach. You can contact them. There's many ways to contact people. And believe me, I know how to contact Claire and I know what hours she's sleeping, what hours she's awake. I have figured it out. But the reality of it is, is we don't have to do this alone anymore. We, we have the option to have multiple people to reach out to professionally and personally. And what I also want people to understand is that personal development is more important than professional development. And if you are personally jacked up, you're gonna be professionally jacked up. So we need to do it at the same time. And so while I have both of y'all here, I really want the listeners to understand that what makes a coach different compared to professional places, you know, when you're in business or you go to therapy, you're not supposed to talk about a lot of your personal life with clients. The thing about a coach is that most coaches come about their business and start coaching because of something that they personally experienced and that they have that experience to apply to their design and their coaching format. And so I'm listening to both of you and I wanna open the floor to you guys to be able, you know, Claire, you talked about it, and Victoria, you talked about it a little bit. I want you guys to explain to the listeners why it is that you're so passionate about your type of coaching and what, what would change the game for them if, if you were their coach. Let's start with Victoria and then we'll go straight to Claire. Okay, I'm just going to add on to what you said about us being the same. Uh, one of the exercises that I like to do when I have a group of people face to face is, you know, making a list of all the things that we beat ourselves up about. And then, you know, our groups are international. There's people that come to the training from all over the world. So I have them find the person in the room who is the most different from them, right? And they go and they compare lists and they're generally pretty much the same list, right? We are all the same. And the coach relationship, the coach and coachee relationship is so much different than that which would be with a therapist because in the therapist environment, uh, you know, there's the professional, and then there's the client, and there's not a lot of co-sharing. And um, with the coaching relationship, we go in as equals, and we we share, and we uplift, and we really become that one unit moving forward. And the genre that I do specialize in, I'm so passionate about because I see so many amazingly talented people who are so passionate about helping others and helping others to learn to love themselves more and helping others to be more confident and so on, but they just don't know how to get the nuts and bolts of their business together. And so I help them with that. Now, I generally work mostly with coaches themselves so I'm coaching coaches um, and really helping them take all of that passion and turn it into a business 
And so specializing in that allows me to use my business skills, but also allows me to stay connected on a spiritual and metaphysical level and, and doing what I am most passionate about, which is sharing the love and teaching other people to love themselves unconditionally and to be themselves. And you touched on this earlier. Um, I think it was, it was, I'm not sure if it was you, Claire, um, who touched on this earlier, who said about, you know, really letting ourselves shine. And this is what I want to help people to do, these, these other coaches in their business, help them shine so that they can lead their people. And I have a big personality and I've spent half my life apologizing for it. And I'm done with that. I am ready to say, listen, here I am. This is me. This is my light. It's turned on and let's move forward. And so that's what I want to help other women do in my coaching. Victoria, when you say that, I say you are doing it so beautifully because you don't come across as a big brash personality. You come across as somebody who's quietly confident and aware of other people and, and you have a beautiful presence about you. I must just say that um, it comes across beautifully and I'm so glad I've got to meet you and I hope we stay in touch because you are just a lovely person. Um, I wish I'd been able to be coached by you uh, as a coach, you know, to what I have, my passion that I want to share, how to share it. Because often I'm, I'm nervous to say, I'm a coach and I can help you. You know, I feel I'm going to be sounding like I'm coming across too forward and I'm pushing for business. But I want to, people to know that is an option for them. And, and I know that when I, I've been on my own and felt there's nobody who understands me. Well, there is someone who understands you, and I want to coach you. So that for me is, is quite hard. How do you encourage people, coaches, to come across to people so that they are showing just what I've asked you? Can you, Aniko, are you happy with that? Victoria, can you, can you, you know what I'm asking? How can I tell people so that they know I want to help them and I'm not pushing on them? So here's uh, something that I like to do, uh, which is just ask for permission. And for example, if you came to me and we would, we maybe met at a conference or um, just out in, in real life somewhere, and we were chit-chatting and you said, so what is it that you do? Um, so, you know, I help people to live healthier and happier lives by pursuing their passion and sharing it with other people. Um, you, if you're like, oh, that's nice then I know that's okay. But often people are like, oh, well, how do you do that? And so, you know, I'll tell them a little bit more. And then I ask them, do you, would you like to hear more about that? Mm -hmm. And when they give me permission to keep going, I either set up a quick uh, telephone or video chat with them, or if mm -hmm. the situation permits, we just continue talking right there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know, when you said permission, something clicked. Because even when we are not well, or we're not coping, Somebody needs my permission to tell me, why aren't you driving? Or why aren't you better? You know, why aren't you well yet? Uh, you don't have the permission to ask me that. So in the same context, but the other way around, asking yeah. permission. I love that. That's something beautiful in everything. Ask somebody's permission. You are your own person. You have your private side. And do I have your permission to ask you or tell you anything? without your permission. Mm. 
It's so true. And Anika, you did a great job with matching us together today, Claire and myself on this call. And uh, let me just say, so often we come across people who are shooting on us, right? Putting their shoulds onto us. And, you know, we do it to ourselves enough that we really don't need it from the outside. You know, you should be driving, you should be better and so on. So really learning to um, find a way to just not have that word in our life and not let other people project it on us because it's always making us wrong. Either we were wrong or we're going to be wrong or somebody else is wrong. And it implies all of that guilt and blame. And so, you know, you're doing a great job of really being aware of language. And I know that with the people you coach that you'll be aware with that language as well, because I can feel it in you as far as how you're, genuine sincere desire is to help other people through these experiences and obviously that that's not with guilt that's with love so i'm really happy to be paired with you today thank you thank you yes and you just said something that resonates with me you said be she's aware of language and that's something that i think that a lot of people need to understand and that that's what we're trying to teach them is that you have to be aware of language you have to be and, and Claire touched on this before of being aware of who you're around especially when you are in that as I'm a transformational coach and people say what is transformation it's it's changing the things around you and the things that need to be changed in order for your life to change to propel forward that that could mean changing your environment changing your mindset changing um, the the people in your life and I say promote and demote accordingly. And in order to be aware of the language that you use, the language that you hear, in order to grant or deny permission, in order to receive invitations for opportunity, you have to be aware. You have to know what you want, where you're trying to go, and where you're coming from. And that's what a coach can do for you. And I really want people to understand that. I have a vendor event this weekend and I'm struggling because I, I, I want to be able to explain to people why they need a coach. A lot of people in the community that aren't online don't understand that coaching is here and available and why they need a coach. And you ladies just touched on a lot of that because even as Claire was saying, I'm a coach that needs a coach. And even as a startup, it's really hard because we know we may need a coach, but may not be able to afford to build a team at the time. But we, we, we have to be able to find that support because a simple conversation, as Victoria just put things into words that I can't find, and Claire has a way of saying things in the most elegant way that I cannot say, it's interesting to just look at us and see why we fit together and why we complement each other and why there are so many different types of coaches. Did my blurb make sense? I went back more rabbit holes, sorry. <laughs> no, it absolutely makes sense to me. And that's just the thing too, is finding the right coach, finding that, that someone who you resonate with. And, and there may be 17 other business coaches that, that live in my city. However, the right person needs to work the right person needs to work with the right coach, right? If that makes sense to you. Yep. And you know, when just going back to the emotional language, it's something that I'm working on right now that I'll have as a free resource on the website is really becoming in touch with 
the actual terms. So often we're like, oh, I'm so mad. When we're not mad at all, we're hurt. Yep. And really learning that emotional language and then taking it a step farther to our thoughts. Because, you know, I, like I said earlier, it's a, I've got a bit of nice girl syndrome, right? I can be a really nice girl. And the words that come out of my mouth are very nice. Mm -hmm. However, my thoughts often need that tweaking as well and making sure that the language of my thoughts is in line with what's coming out of my, my mouth and stopping all self-criticism and stopping the blame and the guilt and just step, excuse me, and just stepping forward and accepting who I am now, this is me. Yeah. And you know what, when you said nice girl before, my problem used to be, like Claire said, I was bed bound for many years, but it's very hard to be nice when you're like that because people, they often, they smell vulnerability, I think, and they also say things without thinking. And so it was hard to be nice. And you said something earlier about how you didn't like the anger stage of the training. And I was raising my hand like that would be my favorite part because I have no problem portraying my anger, but it's, I've realized it's not, it's not necessarily anger. And this is something I try to teach a lot of people and therapists that don't know how to recognize anxiety and how it manifests differently in different people and people think that people are destructive or angry and most times it is anxiety it is pain it is hurt it is disappointment and it comes out in different ways and people misconstrue it and they go to a reaction that doesn't meet it because it's really pain and it is emotional pain it is trauma and it and it looks different and so when you were saying anger and all these things, that's why it's so important for somebody to go through this process of breaking down so that they can really understand what it is that they need to be able to move forward. And if I can just add to that, you know, there's that expression that hurt people hurt people, mm -hmm. right? And um, really it's so hard when we're in those painful places. And we feel betrayed, you know, by ourselves, never mind by other people. Or if we've got illness, we feel betrayed by our body. And so that's 24 hours a day frustration. And I'm not an expert in this field. Uh, Claire could probably speak more to it. But especially if you're dealing with chronic pain and so on, and just really, um, you know, it's great to talk about using the positive language and everything else. But it must be a whole new layer when you're working with people, Claire, who have that chronic pain and that chronic illness and the frustration of feeling like their body has betrayed them. Yeah, it is. You know, two things that I really like to include in my coaching are mindfulness and communication. So we were saying that earlier, being mindful of our thoughts, knowing our feelings, um, and really being aware of that. And when we are, then we can be better, not perfect, better at knowing I'm showing anger right now. Or I'm feeling this, but it actually is because I'm feeling some, I am something else. And when we are mindful of how we're feeling, we can also be mindful about how we speak to people or what we put across. And, and even saying, listen, I'm, I'm really feeling, I'm so sore right now that I'm just getting angry. Or, you know, just to own what you are feeling. But also communication is so important. And I think a lot of frustration develops when you have a living with chronic pain and what we call an invisible illness, 
and I'll mention that to Nana. If you have, well, I'll quickly mention it now. If you don't have an invisible illness yourself, and I mention that term, you'll say to me, what is an invisible illness? And I'll say, clearly you don't have one. You know, it's when you have that invisible something that makes it hard to get out of bed every day and to look like and think like and talk like and, and act like everyone else, you know that you are not right, that you have a, an illness problem. And you try and hide it from people, partly because you, you want to be the same as them. But that's where communication comes in. Being able to own what is going on with you and be able to tell colleagues, boss, friends, family, particularly family, that this is the way I am right now. I'm not playing a fool. I'm not pretending to be sick or to get out of something. But this is the reality of my situation right now. Uh, and this is what it does to me. And this is what I'd like you to know about what is wrong with me and what I need. And that is so important because so many people I work with and just talk to say, we don't know how to make our families understand, friends or whatever. So being mindful of ourselves and the frustrations it causes us. And then learning how to communicate with other people so that they understand and reflecting back. You know, this is how I feel or this is how it makes me feel. And then to actually ask that person, how do you hear me? You know, what do you hear me saying to you? Or what does this mean to you? So that you can make sure that your communication is getting across and it's a completely a two-way street so that there is an improvement in understanding between you and the person you're communicating with. Otherwise, why do we talk to other people? Why do we try and communicate? Then let's understand each other. So Claire, one thing that I work with, with, with people when they're building their business is letting go of their fears right so whether it's the free fear of failure or sometimes the fear of success or the fear of of making more money than their parents or um or who am i to be doing this right and so i really encourage them to bring out their concerns into the light and when when things are brought out and they're discussed then the shame around them seems to drop away and is the same thing with chronic illness it is, but I don't think as much, Victoria, because there is, I don't know about your culture, but in mine, you just got to put yourself together and be well and get on with life. I don't know if that's, there's not much compassion, generally. So I, I guess that's, that's what my question is, is, is there... Are the people who are your clients is one of their big issues is having shame around their issue and keeping it concealed. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna add so to that, Victoria, too. I know for uh, my my past experience as a, a chronic illness sufferer is that there's a lot of um, I don't want to say victim attitude, but it's very hard to come out of you know, you said it well of saying your body is, you know, betraying you. It's very hard to come out of that and to step out of that sometimes because mm -hmm. it seems like every time you start getting positive, you get sicker. And it's like every time you put forth effort and you try to change your mindset, you get pulled back. And I know for me, it did that. Every time I tried to work, I got sicker. Every time I tried to be normal or feel normal, mm -hmm. 
I got sicker. So you have to literally, I call it grief because you grieve your old life. You grieve your old body. You grieve the things that you used to be able to do independently. You grieve the person that you want to be and that you know that you're capable of being without being able to, to do that. So it's, it's that, that it's all of that. So it's literally like, it's, it's, it's a mix of a lot of different things. And as a therapist, I can identify all of it. But the other problem is getting people to understand that they, they can get help in getting out of it. Because it starts with the mindset and then it goes around the body. But I'll tell you the first thing that doctors and people say to you is you need to work out. You need to get out of bed. You need to do this. You need to do that. And the reality of it is if it was that simple, people would do it. But what they don't understand is that every time you work out, you pay for it for two or three days. Every time you do the things that everybody thinks that you just need to do, there's a price. And it's, it's something that, that a lot of people, it's bigger than what people could ever think that it is. And that's why I think coaching is so important. But what the barrier, Victoria, I know, Claire, you want to say something, but I just want to tell Victoria something. The barrier, Victoria, is that most chronic illness sufferers will not get help. They won't get coaching and they won't get therapy and trying to find a way to break through to them is is the barrier and that is why I quit chronic illness coaching because I was out here and I was saying hey I'm here and look at me I'm doing better you know I changed my mindset you know I changed my life I changed my environment let me help you show you how to do the same and it's there's no biting because you know they're they're still in that little that, that zone and, and finding the way to get people out of that zone is the challenge. Claire, there was something you wanted to say? Yeah, I think there's, um, when I talk to somebody and actually sit down and get to know them a bit and listen to them and they realize that I'm really interested in what's going on with them, I understand that doing exercise because somebody else thought it could be good for them and they paid for it for not being able to get out of bed for two days. And I give them permission to tell me all of that and tell me all that they're feeling. They just cry because it's such a relief that somebody is prepared to listen. And that doesn't happen very often. And as you say, Nika, that's why I'm a coach. I think there's another um, objection, which is real, that there's no money for coaching because often we can't work um, as much as others, that's me, I can only work part-time, or we spend thousands of rands, hundreds of dollars a month on medications, there's not much money left. And because I've been in that, and that's why I couldn't be coached for a long time, I've come up with all sorts of plans where people can be coached with little money, or in my case, you, you have to coach people online because they can't get to you or they may get sick at that time, or something like that. The mobility um, issues too, because yes. mobility is huge. That's right. That's why I work from home, because I, I need to work from home, or a little office literally half a kilometer down the road. So there are lots of ways to get coached. And people who, it's, it's all very well me saying this, but it's, I'd love to develop a community where people speak up, whether they say, listen, I can't cook supper tonight. My family's going to go hungry. Can somebody help me? To Does anybody know of someone who can 
coach me in my situation or you know just to communicate speak up let's be a, a community of people that really cares in practical ways in coaching ways in everyday ways who just support and let's i want to just spread that you know and just let everyone take flight as i say and and benefit from being part of this global village where we can help each other well and i love what you're doing as well claire with breaking belief systems so for example uh, i can't afford to get coached you're creating space where people can afford to get coached with one of your unique programs or uh, anika was speaking earlier about you know the belief systems of um if if i start to get better i don't want to get hopeful because then i might get worse again right mm -hmm. and really just learning to change those belief systems because there is always a different thought that can be reached for there is always a different opportunity uh, for for example how to pay for coaching and just finding ways through affirmations for knowing that things always work out for your highest good for knowing that there will always be a way using the visualizations in your life to help you get to where you've gotten to for example uh, both of you have come so far in your physical health and one way that i believe that you've likely done this is just by taking back your control you know after working through the grief process and, and everything else taking back control and stopping the scaring yourself part and that's one thing that louise hay really taught in her heal your life work is you know not only to stop all self-criticism but to stop scaring yourself because i could imagine that it'd be very easy to lay in bed and think about you know oh my gosh i think i'm getting worse every day is that a new lump i'm feeling uh is the paralysis spreading um whatever the illness may be you know or um you know i i stumbled yesterday and am i going to pay for that tomorrow am i going to stumble every day um just to stop scaring yourself with your thoughts and instead to change those thoughts into knowing everything is always working out for my highest good. You know, I, I, I trust my medical professionals, uh, my huge team that I've put together to know that, you know, only loving healing hands will be helping me in my recovery. And to know that you are strong enough to have that um, ability to discern who you want on your team and who you want moving forward and especially since we're talking about the physical side of things when you're putting together that team of your doctors and your healthcare professionals to making sure that you have that coach on your team who is helping you move forward as well uh, with your health with your thoughts and to be visualizing life how you want it to be and what life would look like for you on an ideal day and staying in that mindset rather than going into the uh, awfulizing or the what ifs of the unknown and scaring yourself that way does that make sense to you it does it does very much i'm just that term you scaring yourself can you just explain that again quickly please sure um so one example that comes to mind this happened um, a, a couple of weeks ago. I have grown children, they're, they're men with, with families and so on, and I knew that they were going out. And so I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking about, okay, I know my, my children, even though they're 30 and 33, are mm -hmm. out right now. And I certainly hope they call a taxi for going home. 
And, you know, sometimes I worry that maybe, you know, if they only have one or two drinks, they think they can drive, but they can't drive. And what if they get into an accident or what if the police pull them over and they lose their license? And then if they lose their license, they're going to lose their jobs and their wives are going to leave them. They'll probably not see their kids very often. And I'm going to lose my grandchildren. Um, all of this was rolling through my head as I'm scaring myself in the middle of the night. Meanwhile, the boys have taken taxis and they're home in their beds. I'm laying in bed scaring myself. Yes. Uh, thank you. I got it. Sure. Yes, our minds. Eh? Our minds are so powerful. Our thoughts are so powerful. And yet we can take those thought, thoughts captive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a choice, isn't it? And with That's those same thoughts being so creative, we can choose to visualize perfect health as well. We can choose to visualize uh, sustainable businesses that are helping other people. Mm -hmm. And if I may say that, um, I know there's a different angle in this for my coming from a Christian faith would be to stand on the promises of the Bible, to stand on the promises that God has the best for us, good and not evil, to give us a future and a hope. That's what he's given us, a future and a hope. And that all things work together for good to those that love him, love God and are called according to his purpose. So we have those wonderful biblical promises um, as Christians to know that God is for us and he knows what we're going through and he has only the best for us. So let's walk in that, let's claim it, let's believe it and, and let him let us walk into what he has for us. Well, and I agree with you completely. And whether we call it God or the universe or source or higher power, I believe that it all comes to the same thing, that everything is always working out in our favor. And if you just mm -hmm. choose to believe that, to choose that, you know, I always say the universe is conspiring in my favor because that feels a lot better than reaching for the thought that, oh my God, everything always goes wrong. You know, and, that's funny that you say that because the other day we were talking about how a lot of our success came from accident. And so when you say the universe conspires in our favor, a lot of times that's because we let our fear take over, but ultimately our gift is still realized. So what you said totally makes sense. Sorry. Just. No, I'm glad you, I'm glad you jumped in there. And, uh, I, I don't know if you've had this experience as well, where, you know, there's something that we want, we want, we want, we want, and then we get it and we're like, oh my God, this can't be real, yes. you know, or, you know, oh my goodness, um, can I trust this? And yes, we can. When we ask God or the universe for the things in our life moving forward and we take the steps, we take the action, we're open to it, then the next step, of course, is to receive. Yep. And accept what you know and be open to receive because the thing that is a barrier for many a barrier to success is the inability to receive your blessings and that is something along with confidence that it stands in the way of a lot of a lot of people um i want you to to tell the listeners what your the name of your business your website also it will be featured on nobodygreaterinc.com I want you to give a good rundown of what your business is and what um, I know for you, Victoria, the other, the training and all that. Can you give them a spiel real quick before we go? 
I sure can. Okay, so uh, my business is called Victoria Johnson Coaching and Training Academy. I have two websites. The first website, www.thetraining.ca. All of the information is on there for the Heal Your Life training to become a Heal Your Life workshop teacher or a Heal Your Life coach. Uh, those are in-person trainings. I hold them presently once a year. They are amazing. There is true value of like-minded souls gathered together. There's lots of, of personal aha moments that go on as well as making sure that you're fully equipped for going forward and taking this work out to others. And of course, I support you through that whole journey. My other website is victoriajohnson.org. I'm super excited about this website as well because it not only outlines who I am and what I do, but it provides some free resources for you. So there's some books on journaling, affirmations. Uh, I'm currently writing a book called Do That and Then Some, and it covers all the different areas of life and some of the challenges that face us and how to overcome them and then action steps to walk you through them so that if it's something that resonates with you, you can follow the action steps for that as well. The website will have all of those free resources on there as well as digital copies of the book. So that's Victoria Johnson org. You can reach me uh, by email at victoria at thetraining.ca. And again, the other website for the Heal Your Life training is thetraining.ca. Awesome. Claire, how about you? Okay, thank you. Right, my website is, well, the name of my business is Claire Powell, Life Coach. My website is www.clairepowell.com. And you can reach me at coach at clairepal.com. And on my website, you will find a, a lovely rundown of exactly who I coach and how I coach you and what all I can offer you. Um, not on there, but what I'd like to add as well. Oh, and you can also contact me there, leave me a message, and I can contact you back. I also have a Facebook group, which I'm sure I can mention, Anika. Okay, it's called Broken Wings. Um, if you have an invisible illness, I think you'll understand that too. Um, so find me at Broken Wings Community, the Facebook group. And launching next month, I have a private Facebook group where I will be doing group coaching. So that's my, one of my ways of helping to make coaching more affordable. But it's also a lovely way because not only do I coach you, but you interact with other people who've got similar problems, similar backgrounds, similar issues, and we can all encourage and build up each other. So that is gonna start off with a four week um, little mini workshop on self-care. So important, right? For all of us as women, we're all nodding furiously, self-care. How to give, give your commitment yourself permission to pause. So that's what's coming up next month. Anika, you're frowning. Why? Because I love it and I need it. And it's like oh. awesome to hear this is happening and just watching you do this. It's just like melting my heart right now. Sorry. That's why okay. I have to stay on mute because I make sound effects. Sorry. Uh, so I'll just put your name down, right? I'm going to make you your book, your little booklet of beautiful pink and blue pages. And you're going to give yourself permission to pause. <laughs> Victoria, you can do the same. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, I think that's me and where to find me and please find me. Let's just even talk. I just, let's just talk people 
and help you to feel better straight away. And can I leave you with my, um, I'd love to leave you with the listeners with this verse. I've been trying to remember where it comes from because I like to know where Bible verses come from. But it says about God that he will accomplish that which concerns you. Mm. So God is in our corner. He will accomplish that which concerns us. So we don't have to strive. We can know that God is in our corner. We can accept the good things that are coming our way and believe that we deserve them. We deserve them. And life can be so much better. Yes, it can. Do you guys have any comments for each other? I could talk to you guys all day, so I've been having to be quiet over here. Um, mm -hmm. But do you ladies have any comments for each other? Any final thoughts? Well, Sarah, if I can just say um, you are a wonderful and warm person and such a value to this world. I am certainly glad that I've met you today, and I know that we will have a friendship going forward. Thank you, Victoria. I appreciate that. Um, and, and it's been lovely meeting you. You're a beautiful soul, as I've said, and absolutely, we are definitely going to take our, our friendship relationship further. Love it. And with Adia Anika, um, thank you. Thank you for having us and for just inviting us here just to, to let people know we're here for them, both of us. And great, you're doing well and you're looking good despite how you're feeling today. And hang in there, just hang in there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, yes, thank you, Anika. And you have done a wonderful job of trusting your intuition with matching up the people because Claire and I were just a perfect combo together today. So thank you for uh, believing in yourself, putting this out there to the world, and to helping to lift other women up. Thank you, guys. I mean, these ladies have lifted my spirits today because today is a rough day for me. I'm facing a lot of health challenges. And moving forward, I don't know what it's going to be, but. Um, you know, the power of women, the power of unity, the power of trusting your intuition, and the power of your voice is everything. And no matter what happens in our lives, we have a voice. And as Victoria said earlier, I refuse to be silenced anymore, regardless of whether my truth is illness, if my truth is joy, if my truth is pain, whatever my truth is, I want people to know that you can always speak your truth and that it is okay because we're not always happy, we're not always healthy, and we're not always perfect, and that is okay. So I want you guys to check out nobodygreaterinc.com. We have so many things going on with the newsletter, the business directory. You will be able to see all the women on the podcast, learn how to reach them. It's updated daily. Also, um, for the entrepreneurs on the podcast, we have a Facebook group, CEO of She. It is for female entrepreneurs. We encourage each other, uplift each other, share information, and pick each other's brains, whatever it is, because we're not, we're not in this you know, by ourselves. Nobody should ever walk alone. So to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika, and have a powerful day.